Shall we get started? Yes, please. Yep. <clears throat> so this is the bit where me and Paige sing the theme tune. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Horse and Aloud, arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And I'm Allie, someone who happens to know Paige and Jem. Yay! <laughs> it's a guest episode. Yay! So we watched episode one of the Wild West C-O-W boys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. I liked it as well. Like, I might watch some more episodes, but we can go into that. I will definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) I like it as a concept, but I have no urge to actually watch any of the rest (laughs) of the show. But boy, am I going to talk about episode descriptions that I read on Wikipedia. Fantastic. (laughs) Unless, Paige, you would like to avoid spoilers. No, no, it's okay. (laughs) You actually are going to. If this is going to be your new show, (laughs) you start a spin-off podcast about... (laughs) Before we talk about that, Allie, yes. what's your deal? Uh, I like long walks on the beach and I like long dinners. No, I'm kidding. Um, what's my deal? <laughs> start, start. I like long dinners. <laughs> I like long dinners. What, start, give me a question. I need an actual question. My deal's too wide reaching. Do you like Bojack Horseman? I do. And it was based on a suggestion that Paige, oh, suggestion? Constant pestering, one of the two, from Paige. <laughs> She's like, you got to watch this show, you got to watch this show, you got to watch this show. And I was like, fine. Okay, good to know. And then I watched it and I think I smashed out like the four seasons that are on Netflix in not a long period of time. <laughs> huh. So you've never had a season hiatus until now? Yeah. Have you watched the, the special Horsin' Around episode? I don't think I have. I think I've missed that one. I think I've seen it come up. You're not missing anything. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We, that was actually the first episode me and Paige ever did a podcast about was the Christmas special. Uh-huh. Because we knew that that was a shit episode that no one cares about. <laughs> so we like burnt our pilot on it and Good. then released it later <laughs> when we had a week off. <laughs> Put it in your back pocket. Um, I love I love comedy. I've always been a massive comedy fan and, and I really enjoy like a, a lot of the actors. I love watching cartoons because I have a very good ear at times for like, oh, oh, it's that person or it's this actress or it's that actor or this person and blah, 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 which is a constant frustration to my brother because he's not good at it at all. He's just like, <laughs> that's a voice I recognize. And I'm like, good job. <laughs> have you seen I Know That Voice? Yes. Yeah. So good. I watched that and I was like, could I become a voice actor? Maybe. Probably not. And then I moved on. That actually, It actually made me want to be a voice actor. Like if I was going to do the move to California and get big in the entertainment is- industry, I think that's what I'd do. Yeah. I think sometimes <laughs> I think like, oh, I have quite a large vocal range. No, I don't. It's just a variation of <laughs> several of the same accents. <laughs> like every <laughs> impersonation I do of someone I don't like is is like an American Valley girl. That's <laughs> a summary. <laughs> or like a surfer dude. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I loved that documentary. So what's it called again? 
I know that voice. Ah. It's uh, it's just a documentary on voice acting by John DiMaggio, the guy who voices Bender in Futurama and Jake the dog in Adventure Time, I think, are probably the two things he's most known for. Yeah, yeah. And see, he doesn't have a particularly good vocal range. He just has the same very similar voice that's just his voice with a different personality every time. And he does really well. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot about um, Mark Hamill, too. He yeah. does shitloads of voice acting. The fact that he went from being Luke Skywalker to being the guy that voices the Joker yeah. in such a short amount of time. But he loves it. He loves it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's great. Um, okay. So, what do you like the most about Bojack? Do you have a favourite character? I want to say, I'm like, in my brain, I was like, yeah, Louise from Bob's Burgers. That's who I love. <laughs> <laughs> I, it has to be Todd, though. Okay. Like, just, I think huh. so, for a solid, probably week in my house, every time something good happened, they'd just be in the background, hooray! <laughs> That's really interesting. Because I would sort of think of Todd as a character who everybody likes. But doesn't but I love. I wouldn't expect him to be anyone's favourite character. He's just kind of in the background being above average all the time. I think that's probably what appeals to me, though. Yeah. yeah he has um, a good attitude. I'm trying to think. The thing is, like, I have to admit, I haven't watched BoJack in a while. So I'm just trying to think. And I've just smashed out a few other cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite part of BoJack is when animals act like animals. Yeah. Like, every now and again, um, what's her name? Princess Carolyn, where she's like, I'm going to go get my whiskers cut. I'm going to walk into walls for weeks, but I'm going to look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sure, why not? And when she like gets a ball of yarn or something, oh no, she gets a gift and she just plays with the tissue paper instead. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love those moments. I think that's probably, I've always liked this style of comedy, but what makes that different is just that little, the little subtleties of Bojack that I, that I have a bit of a giggle at. You, you could make a show that's basically exactly the same without the animal stuff and it would be called Californication and it would be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if I would still have gotten as into it as I have, like the the background jokes and like, especially because it's so clear that Lisa Hannawalt and the rest of the team know a lot of like obscure trivia about animal behavior. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what Jem does, Ali, on the podcast. He like answers all my animal questions. Great. notices the animal things I'd never notice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, basically, I know more about animals than Paige does, and Paige knows more about celebrities and sitcoms than I do, but neither uh-huh. of us know enough about our thing that we aren't annoying listeners who know more than us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we get into the Wild West Cowboys of Mumisa? Yes. Let's. <laughs> so- Love it so much. <laughs> This is a show from the mid-90s that I think only ran for, like, three years. It definitely fits in with the mid-90s trend of crime-fighting anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking about gargoyles and street sharks. Oh, gargoyles! <laughs> I have a podcast about gargoyles. You have a, you have a whole podcast about gargoyles? Is yep. it a spin-off podcast? No. Okay. It's just another podcast <laughs> I do. It's called Grotesques. <laughs> great i do it with my friend kate it's it's weird i was tell i was talking to charlotte last night and like so i do two podcasts they are about two shows that are very very different from each other but are both as close to being about furries that you could possibly get without (laughs) actually being a furry show yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway basically 
This show is a magic comet hit a bit of America and raised this huge mesa into the sky, which, as far as I can tell, a mesa is just like a massive plateau. I'm sorry, they live in the sky? Did you not listen to the theme song? Right, I watched it last night, past midnight, for the first time, and Paige and I had just gone to see Black Panther, and when you started describing <laughs> it, I was like, are you are you describing the start of Black Panther, like they get hit by a comet and then vibraniums there? Is that what's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then the vibranium seeped into the cows, <laughs> yeah. and now it's shrouded from the rest of the world. Yes! That's actually kind of... Huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that, oh that is actually weirdly similar. So basically, just on top of this massive, massive flat mountain above the clouds, presumably like normal human life goes on underneath. But on this mesa, there's just all these anthropomorphic, mostly cows, but some other, like there's anthro dogs and there's a really cool looking anthroscorpion and there's some birds. And it's just the old west. So they're cowboys, but they're really cows. What a luck. But also, real horses. Yeah, the Just horses are normal. Normal, yeah. normal horses. I was like, who decided that horses weren't good enough to have a personality? <laughs> I think they just needed something to ride and it's the Old West so they can't have cars. Yeah, but- fair. Yeah. So I have a bone to pick with Paige. Oh, okay. Because when Paige told me about this show, it was unclear to me whether the comet turned people into cow people or turned cows into people cows. Oh. Like, I wasn't sure what they started as. Yeah. Paige said that the first episode answers that question. It doesn't. I would argue it causes far more confusion. (laughs) What are you talking about? They were cows. They got turned into, like, super cows. That's your answer to the question. (laughs) This isn't quite fair because I am also partly going on what the Wikipedia page says. But they say something, they're singing a song at the beginning where they say that the comet came down, raised Mumisa from the ground, we walk, talk, and ride like all the rest. Which definitely implies these were normal cows, comet magic happened, now they're people. Mm -hmm. But they used to be cows. But the description on Wikipedia is as follows. Like many cartoons during its time, Wild West Cowboys of Mumisa dealt with a mutation of some kind. In this case, an irradiated comet struck the late 19th century western plains, creating a miles-high mesa shrouded in clouds. Everything trapped on top of the mesa was cowmatized by the light from the cowmet and evolved into a bovipomorphic state. (laughs) Inspired by old tales of the Wild West, this new bovine community developed to the point where they emulated that era's way of life, including the requisite ruffians and corrupt sheriffs. However, their knowledge of the Wild West living was limited, and as such, many things about their culture had to be improvised to fill in the blanks. Oh, that makes some things make sense. The first half sounds like it's saying that this was a cow comet that turns everything into cow. Yeah. But then the second half still does sound like these are animals trying to learn how to be people. So I would say there's still a great deal of confusion about what happened. Yeah, it's like they got sentience and they were like, well, what do we do now? These are domestic cows. These aren't like buffalo. These are like Frisians and stuff at Holsteins. And then there's like domesticated dogs and stuff that are all just walking on all fours now. Presumably the part of the Western Plains, which is huge. Like I was looking through episode descriptions and apparently there's an episode where someone's father returns after exploring the Mesa for seven years (laughs) and it has its own circuses and trains and stuff. So some huge swathe of the US has been raised into this bizarre cow Olympus that mortals (laughs) fear to tread. Yeah, wow. 
Wow, okay. So, like, what happens to all of the people who owned those farm animals? The- oh. It does say that they're, like, they're pretending to live in the Wild West. Like, this could have happened actually in the 90s. And where did they get the idea if there are no people around? I think that, like, my, t- my theories are either... Cows got turned into people, but all the people just died in the comet. Or maybe all the people got turned into normal horses. <laughs> <laughs> because there are much fewer people than the livestock they farm. Yeah. So that that's my new theory, that the horses used to be people. They used to be farmers. And now the cows ride them. <laughs> I think that it makes the most sense for there to have been human settlements there already, rather than them building everything. Yeah. But then again, all of the architecture is cow-themed. Like, there's a bank shaped like a cow on all fours, I might add. Well, didn't it, didn't the theme song they say they turned everything into cows? Including the bank? Maybe that's how Maybe? magical the comic... <laughs> uh, when you described that, I was like, oh yeah, that's why the bank looks like a cow. <laughs> ah. Magic is a... F- Fun, fun theory. <laughs> Basically, I just think that the people who made the show didn't think hard enough about the world building to live up to the standards of podcasters in 2018. <laughs> and that shows remarkable short-sightedness. Yeah, poor planning. <laughs> Absolutely poor planning. We just watched the first episode, which is called Bangham High, which, really? Like, I know that's a pun on Hangham High, but was bang not slang for sex at the time? <laughs> Like, My All the cartoons in the 90s were made for adults. They were not made for children. <laughs> we're not really going to talk about what happened in the episode. We just wanted to watch some of it. The actual plot is just like pretty generic cowboy stuff. Like there's some cowboys who are cows and there's a corrupt sheriff who is also a cow. And then there's a crime that What do they fought. call it? They call it like because they're always following like the lore of the cowboys or something. The code? They, they call it the code of the Old West. Which is what the, the cow stands for in the title. Oh! oh. <laughs> Shit. Like <laughs> it's the it... code of the Old West boys of Mumisa. Oh! Oh my goodness. Because it took me a concerningly long amount of time to go, oh, they're the cowboys because they are both cow and boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautifully homely. Like it's good old American, the good guys win and the and, and the bad guys they end up in, in the lakes and everybody's gonna have a grand old time. And the children come alarmingly close to being ground up in a grain silo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they let that him was out. So messed up. Like, the baddies just capture this young boy and, like, tie him up because he saw them doing crime and just throw him in this grain silo that's grinding up all the grain at the bottom and they're just like, yeah, <laughs> grind him up good. <laughs> and he obviously gets saved, but... They save him, though, by instead of opening the hatch, just ripping a part of the silo open. I was like, <laughs> sure, I guess cows are super strong. Yeah, property damage. They just like, oh, <laughs> they're like, oh, that's where you are. And he's like, excuse me, there are issues going on. Like, yeah. Would you like to address the fact that I have been almost like ground up into mincemeat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and not only is that a horrifying way to die, probably very painful, although hopefully you'd suffocate in the grain before you got ground up, but there's gonna be sapient child beef all mixed through the grain yep that presumably yep. no one would have realized that yeah exactly. if they hadn't saved him that's how that town plague happened with mad cow disease <laughs> <laughs> that's the final episode of season two 
actually, I think you'll find the final episode of season two is they build a massive cowboy robot to take over the town. Oh my god. Oh really? Is that what happened? I love this. I was hoping that the final episode would be like a traveler from the human world finds them or like some of the cow people leave the Mesa and then the humans are terrified and kill them immediately because they're horrifying mutants. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do they show up on Google Earth? Oh yeah. Google Earth wasn't even conceived in the 90s. I liked, I did enjoy how the three main characters were all named after, like, American states. Oh, yeah. See, that that's the thing. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to know this much about America at large, unless they're cribbing from the actual Old West, either through having lived in it, or through, like, watching it from the clouds, or, like, spying on it and being like, let's do that in our town. Like, yeah. it would make sense if they were trading with the human world, because otherwise they've got to be making their own trains and guns like they've got to have mining infrastructure manufacturing well if they took it though if you say that they they just like took a huge expanse of land maybe that's where the grand canyon is now i don't know Um, (laughs) and then they just take things have moved since then they just take it all up it's like um they've, they've just seen signs and they're like montana Seems like that's a nice name. I'll take it. Yeah. And this area. Yeah. Colorado. What's the other one? Dakota. But, like, they're clearly not trading with humans because, like, they have this idea of guns, but the guns are also weird. How magical are the guns? <laughs> one of them has a whip gun. Oh, I love it so much. The first time they pull out a gun, I was like, that's weird. That's kind of shiny. Like, that's weird. Oh, it shoots stars. It actually shoots stars. And then another one shoots, like, corn yeah Yeah, i I guess they couldn't have bullets because it's for kids yeah i guess i did wonder about that but surely like other kids cowboy stuff have got guns and bullets don't they i don't know it seems like this is probably pitched at fairly young children yeah it's not that high concept (laughs) no but like i mean maybe they were more concerned about having bullets in this oh okay true and and, like like there's obviously like actual guns in like looney tunes and stuff but that's older. And also, weirdly, they don't seem to shoot bullets. They just go bang in your face really hard. I like the sheriff's gun. It just whips things. Why? Why does yeah, it do that? I guess because he couldn't be bothered learning how to crack a whip. Like, the, <laughs> the fact that anyone made a whip gun instead of just being like, it's pretty easy, you just do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I learned to crack a whip in like 10 minutes. It's really fun. Okay. You, you did. You learned yeah. how to crack a whip. Don't you just have yeah. to do it really fast? Yeah, there's like a specific wrist flick motion that you have to do. And like oh. it might be hard to get accurate to hit things with it, but like But you can make the sound. Yeah. I just feel like it's easier to do that than to have a whip gun custom made. Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. Can we go through some of the, the names of the characters? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the hero of the day is Marshall Moo Montana. Is his first name Marshall or is that his job? He's the Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. I think that his name is just Montana and Moo is a nickname. Or well, actually, no, he said my name's Montana, but you can call me Moo. And that could be either. Yeah. Colorado was like, call me kid. And I was like, neither of those things happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they, just, <laughs> it's, they just didn't occur. It's not Colorado. It's Colorado. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm, that makes me so happy. And then there's <laughs> the Dakota dude. I think he's my favorite. Him and his horse. They're just so over everything. <laughs> his horse just looks so angry. Yep. And he's blue for some reason. 
That's very weird that he's called the dude, because, like, the reason why, like, cattle ranches you can go and visit as, like, a theme park are called dude ranches is because dude was, like, a scathing word for city slickers who don't know shit about cow things. Oh. So, like, that would be super offensive. Like, it's like they're calling him the city slicker, even though he's clearly, like... Like, isn't isn't that, like, the strongest one who, yeah. like, doesn't talk? He's, like, yeah. the moody yeah. one who just yeah. grunts. Yeah, maybe he's moody because everyone's <laughs> calling him a fucking, like, fancy city boy. Yeah, he's got a D on his hat. Like, he... Or maybe that's for Dakota, yeah, though. That's, that stands for... Yeah. De- no, they all do. So, like, Moo's got an M or Marshall's got an M. Oh, okay. then... Yeah, they're, de- they're the deputies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought... I thought- well, Col- Ca- Colorado, yeah, the the other one. Um, I thought he had a C on his hat. Um, I'm having a look now. Yeah, looks like he does. Well, okay. they're the marshal, the deputy, and the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> There's the mayor. I wrote his name down, but I've I can't find it now. Oh, I remember. Uh, him Oscar Baloney. <laughs> mayor Baloney. Yep. Is it bologna like the meat or bologna like the meat but spelt like bull? Bologna like the meat but spelt with bull. Nice. <laughs> oh. They just have to shoehorn as many cow puns in as possible. Yeah. Very true. Later there's that- a pirate called Longhorn Silver. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, with the sheriff, like Sheriff Terrible, firstly, if somebody came through and was like, Hello, here's my job application to become sheriff. What's your name, Sheriff Terrible? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Sorry, just got a bad feeling about this. Hi, I'm Officer Crime Doer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, hello, how you going? I'm Inspector Corruption. I was a little confused by the fact that the sheriff, the sheriff is evil, but the marshal is good. I thought that towns usually had one or the other, or one works for the other. Yeah, I do not understand how this works because I was like, if he's a sheriff, doesn't that mean like he's an officer of the law? Like he's the town sheriff. That's don't what worry, do. guys. I found I found out what's going on. Please do explain <clears> because <throat> it's causing me distress. Towns elected or appointed marshals. A U.S. marshal was a federal appointment and covered outlaws who broke federal laws. A federal oh. marshal or deputy could also pull double duty as a sheriff, town marshal, or deputy marshal. Oh my god! So like, so so the sheriff works for the town, but the marshal works for the country. For the country. Okay. okay. I feel as though I should have paid more attention when I watched Godless on Netflix, and that would have answered that question. <laughs> It's, it's still honestly pretty confusing. It raises questions. Yeah, well, like, maybe he's the marshal of all of Mumesa, or maybe he is just the marshal of, like, Cowtown, where I think this is set. But yeah. it, anyway, I think that basically it's, it's, like, it's like the FBI versus the local cops kind of thing. So I think he technically outranks the sheriff. Okay. Uh, that would make sense. separate systems. Yeah, but I guess the sheriff... Has a bit of advantage because he's like buddy buddy with the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Who's also evil. Yeah. Yeah. And they play it so weird. So the sheriff is like also this guy called the masked bull, which like does all this terrorizing and things. And it's revealed in the opening credits that that's him. That's what he does. (laughs) But then they play the episode like, but it is, is it him? Yeah, it is. But but is it? (laughs) Are you sure? Could be anyone. Yeah. I like when there's the train and they're going to go pick up Nitro or the the explosives. Yeah. And the box just says really bad for you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Is that like a warning for children? Is that like, don't, guess, don't get yeah. your explosives. It's really children, bad for Children, don't you. eat nitroglycerin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of the train, I love their solution. It was just like, we'll just make a magical hole under the train. And that's how the second train will get past. Oh, yes. It was amazing. It was like, we'll make, like, we'll break the small tracks here with like a gunshot. Oh, no, it's just a small explosion. I think the sheriff, like, he makes an explosion at the front of the train and then to connect it up, the dude just, like, gets this huge rock and just throws it down behind the train and somehow it magically connects up. Without being on train tracks, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty mad about the train thing. Yeah. Because, so, to get the train to stop so that they can blow up the tracks in front of it but not actually crash the train... Yeah. Oh, they, they put the lady. This, yeah, they hold up like a damsel in distress doll, and the train stops immediately, like a meter from her. Yeah. Very suddenly and very easily, and I was like, "Well, that's nowhere near how fast a train can possibly stop." But okay, it's a cartoon. But then their concern is that the train coming up from behind, from really far away, won't be able to break in time. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I think I think it was because it was a corner. Yeah, but even if there was a corner, it seems like they only need, like, a meter's notice to stop. Yeah. Well, and then he gets, who is it? Marshall gets on the train and he's like, you got to wake up and stop the train. And then the, the conductor's like, okay, I'm awake. And he goes, never mind, I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then makes the train go faster. <laughs> Basically, if that guy hadn't been asleep, there would have been no problem. He would have just seen the train from, like at least 20 metres away and been like, oh, shit, and stopped the train. And all the trains would have just stopped and everything would have been fine and they could have rebuilt the tracks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how fast did trains go in the Wild West? The only reference I have for this is Back to the Future 3, which I feel like would be inaccurate. (laughs) It's also a matter of, like, trains aren't just fast, they also have shitloads of momentum because they're so heavy. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Even if it wasn't going that fast, it would like that's why trains can't break suddenly because there's just too much stuff going forward. Okay, and thought about that, but that makes sense. I also wanted to talk about Lily Bovine. Oh my god, <laughs> how weird is her face? Uh, it's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> as soon as she came on the screen, I was like, oh my god, they cut off her face. She doesn't have a cow face. <laughs> in the in the fine tradition of D&D races everywhere, they have decided to make the female anthro animals look orders of magnitude more like normal human women than the men do normal human men. Yeah, well, they didn't succeed. It's terrifying. It looks like she has very bad eczema. The guys have, like, full-on big shaggy cow heads with huge snouts, and then the women just have... Completely normal human heads and faces and, like, normal hair and then, like, a very slight muzzle. Very slight. And then, like, cow markings. Yeah. What's the deal with her ears? Yeah, the ears too She has this weird, weird, like, low-hanging, like, straps for ears. I was- Lily terrifies me. (laughs) Yeah. There's also, like, I, I always have, like, a weird bone to pick with, like, just biologically in things where- the female-coded animals just have boobs where a human would, because that's usually not where they go. I was about to say, does Lily have, like, a set of others under that dress? That's the thing, maybe. 
Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, if, she, if she's going to have breasts, they should be way further down. Like, most mammals have the mammary glands, like, under their tummy or running in a line all the way down. Primates are relatively unique just having a couple of teats up top. So, like, <laughs> it just alarms me how hard animators and character designers try to make female animals look sexy. <laughs> Like, I know they're just trying to make them look female, so you know these are definitely straight animals, TM. But, like, <laughs> it definitely... But the only way for them to do that is, like, let's give them lots of human female secondary sex characteristics. <laughs> I like the way that we're introduced to her as well. She's, like, throwing somebody out of her bar, and then she obviously must have picked up a horse and threw that out as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. Incredibly strong. <laughs> That's how I like my cow women. Cow women, yeah. Now, is the kid her kid? I don't think it is. I was looking into this on Wikipedia and it never explains. Like, they're related somehow because they He's live together. She's just the child of the town. <laughs> and she's just like the mother cow of the town. <laughs> it says that she was an ex-showgirl as well. Which I'm like, That's interesting. Interesting what? detail to put in there. Yeah. Is that child the only child in the entire show? No, I think there's, in Legend Legend of the Skull, there's, like, some other children, which is episode three, which I haven't watched, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I was thinking about is the Marshall wins Law Cow of the Year, Mm -hmm. which is an award, which, you know, fair, I'm sure he earned it. But that's when it occurred to me that the mayor, the sheriff, and all the marshals are cows. And that seems to be built into the position because it's called Law Cow of the Year. But there are a decent amount of other animals around. Like, are dogs allowed to be cops? I don't think there are that many, though. There's not that many other animals. There there aren't really any, like, main character ones who aren't villains. Like, there's a vulture and a scorpion who are villains. The scorpion looks the really reptiles. cool, by the way. Yeah, and th- but there's definitely, like, background shots where you see a decent amount of, like, dogs, and I think there was even a stag. Mm-hmm, Pretty sure okay. I saw antlers. And there's a dog driving the train. Like, they're definitely around. Oh, yeah. Are they legally allowed to run for office or be police? I'm going to say no, and I think that this show is incredibly species. But, like, may- maybe they are. Maybe this is just, like, how... Like, people were still talking about policemen even when women could join. Like, maybe you would still think of the law cows, even though some of them are dogs, when they started letting them in, just because there's fewer of them at first. Yeah, maybe. This is one of those things where I would like to see stats on how many characters are what animal, because we know, like, in Zootopia, we know that about 10% of the population is predators and 90% is prey. And in Bojack, we know that about half the characters are human and about half the characters are animals. Mm. So, like... If you do watch all of them, count. Count all the characters and give me a spreadsheet at the end. <laughs> Make sure it's color-coded, too. <laughs> I just find that that's better visually. <laughs> the mayor wears little hoof spats. Like, none of them wear shoes because they have hooves, but he's got these little, like, strips of white fabric to make it look like he's wearing spats on his fancy hoofs. Oh, uh, no. Oh, I didn't notice the feet. I feel like cowboy boots and spurs are the best part of cowboy things. Yeah. Why would you take that away from them? Yeah. Also, the, the fact that their hooves, that their rear hoofs didn't turn into feet, but their front hooves turned into fully articulated hands. Yeah. What were these guys like, thinking? Of all of the characters, 
who would have had to have go through the most morphological changes to become humanoid, the scorpion is definitely the one. Mm. Like, scorpions <laughs> aren't even tetrapods, they don't even have skeletons, but he oh. still ended up having two arms and two legs. Yeah. And, like, a humanish torso. The the baddies that appear at the beginning and the end, they're... The reptiles? No, aren't they, like... Yeah, the reptiles. One of them's a toad. Okay. And one of them's some kind of lizard, I think. Well, because I think one of them is... One's got, like, a little spiky tail. So I think the short one is a lizard and the tall one is, like, a toad or frog because they use his tongue to unlock the, yeah. the cell. Well, they, yeah. they, refer to, funny. they refer to, like, the... Montana always catches his horny toad. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cody says the word horny, and I didn't catch it the first time. I was like, what? What did you just say, it's, Cody? There's just a type of toad. Yeah, but horny has another meaning. Get your mind out of the gutter, Paige. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and it also sounds like a cow <laughs> reference. That's why it's there. <laughs> it's the um, cow-toad crossover. The people who made this also made... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, didn't they? Really? Yeah. Um, what, one took off and the other one didn't? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess, I don't know. Because I think this wasn't based on a comic, whereas Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was. So I guess, I don't know. Probably if you examined the Ninja Turtles, they also wouldn't stack up to the same kind of criticism. Probably not. But the Ninja Turtles were always a parody. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Ninja Turtles are sort of a Daredevil parody. Yeah, they were sa- changed by the same goo, weren't they? Yeah, they were changed by the same goo. They use similar weapons. Their leader is called... St- there's like Stick and Splinter. And then there's like the hand and the foot. Yeah, I remember that now. So I, f- I feel like I can be less critical of that because it's specifically like a weird parody. Whereas this is just a mess. <laughs> I hope it gets cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In this day and age, you can make anything. Maybe they'll bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> we should start Reboot. another Netflix. <laughs> it, may be, it might not make the Netflix range, but it might get on Amazon Prime, you know. Chrissy know. live action reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Crystal style puppets. Give it. Oh, love it. Oh. Love it. When they are chasing the horny reptiles at the beginning of the episode, the horses they're riding, one of them is just galloping, but the other one is animated as though its hooves are wheels. Yes! Yeah, yeah. I watched it just and I was like, them. why wouldn't you make both do the same thing? It's bizarre. It's just got like these whirring black circles at the end of its legs, like its hooves are tires. Yeah. But the, but other, the other one's, one's just, just like, I guess like I'll walk horse. backwards. Maybe yeah. they wanted to... <laughs> Do it for both, but they run out of time or the budget. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have the budget for two sets of horse circles. (laughs) Is there less oxygen up on the Mesa? Because it's above the clouds. They'd have to be. How are they all so strong? Yeah. Maybe maybe cows don't need the same amount of oxygen that humans need. Surely they'd need more. I think the bigger you are, the more oxygen you need. That's why the dinosaurs couldn't live now. One reason. (laughs) Well, that's something I didn't know. Yeah, um, bugs too. The reason why there were like huge, huge arthropods, like massive like lobsters and bugs and stuff in the olden times is because there was more oxygen and now huh. like they're basically limited by that. Huh. Like how goldfish get bigger, the bigger space they're in. Is that how bugs work? Yeah, kind of. Like ba- basically things tend to grow as big as they possibly can 
within the limits of their own like respiratory and circulatory systems. Hmm. And once they get to a certain size, they just can't get any bigger and still be able to breathe enough. So that keeps them smaller. Oh, okay. Huh. Nice. There you go. This this is one of those things where I'm talking and I feel pretty confident that I know what I'm talking about, but I'm like I have a niggling suspicion that there is like some paleontologist listening to this episode of our Bojack Horseman podcast about the Wild West Cowboys of Mumisa just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you can email in about oxygenation in the air affecting body size <laughs> of arthropods to horseandaloud at gmail.com. <laughs> but anyway. So, future episodes on Wikipedia. Yeah. Most of them are just something like, someone's robbing trains and it's up to the cowboys to fix it. Like, well, most of them aren't the that interesting. Backstory or, of the, the Wild West, yeah. There's one that's an episode where they discover oil and they're fighting over it. Oh, okay. But why do they need oil? How? They have no vehicles. And they're well, in the air. Like, it's still connected to the ground. Oh, is it? It's not like a floating platform of rock. It's just a really tall mountain. Oh. <laughs> I thought when you said like the comet hit and it was like up in the clouds, like it was just like, it was like that, um, oh, is that kids movie Sky High where they just put a school <laughs> in the middle of the, the sky? No, that would be an even more magical comet because then it would need to have Old West powers, cow powers and like long-term gravity, like anti-grav powers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's oil for? Do they burn oil in their like for, for lights and stuff maybe but i just, i don't know i just i just feel like people didn't start really fighting over oil until it became what powers all machines yeah but if they're using like, presumably like steam engines and stuff that's a good point they would need like coal but that's not the same thing yeah is it do you make coal out of oil <laughs> Coal comes from mines. Oh my god, how far would they have to go down to get coal? Yeah, like what if there's some like huge underground mining tunnel where they're getting their coal and then they just pop out and they're in the human world? That's the episode I want to see. Stealing all the coal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting one. I would kind of be curious to watch that episode or to hear Paige's thoughts on it, because I want to find out if they ever mention why oil is valuable. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to want it and they're going to fight about it, but I want to know, like, if they say why. I will report back. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. But even that is still pretty much just like a cowboy thing happens and the cowboys have to fight the crime. Yeah. Here's a verbatim reading of one of the episode descriptions. On Halloween, Skullduggery returns upon emerging from the cave-in in his mine at Skull Mountain in order to get revenge on Moo, Dakota, and Colorado. This time, he has obtained an age-accelerating spell with the help of his fellow ghosts, where they will start aging everything in Cowtown. Wow, okay. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> Halloween specials. <laughs> so ghosts exist. Good. Yep. Good, good, ghosts good. Ghosts exist. And they have magic that they get from someone else. And, and mines, <laughs> apparently. Wow, yep. okay. I'm not surprised they have mines. They need to get the metal from somewhere to make all their weird guns. The fact that there are, like, literal ghosts in the mines. Yeah. Do you reckon the miners, though, 
Would they be just like cows or would they be like some specific type of animal? That- They'd have to be like moles. Yeah. yeah. Or like sometimes some kinds of bug maybe. That'd be cool. Given that most of them like in that first episode were cows, there was no kind of, oh, although the villains were like, you know, you know, reptiles, scorpions. What was the other one? The horny uh, scorpion's a friend? A vulture. They're all like animals traditionally associated with like bad things and, and crimes and blah, blah, blah. So I feel as though there's room in this, like that gophers could take up a, and, and moles could take up an like, occupation. Maybe we're only seeing one town that happens to have most of the cows living there. Maybe there's other townships around that are dominated by scorpions or vultures or other kind of birds. No? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, can you say that again? I was with, distracted with something that I'll ruin you guys' lives within just a second. What did you say? Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I was just saying that maybe we're just seeing one township that is mostly cows and there are other towns around that are dominated by other t- different types of animals. Ooh, yeah, like in Zootopia. It is called Cowtown, which suggests... Yeah. But is the whole is thing the called place. the Mesa or is it called Moo Mesa? That is a good point. Maybe that's just what they call it in Cowtown. Yeah. I think this has got a very much animal farm feel where like the but this time the pigs are the cows like starting to feel uneasy about it <laughs> ruin our lives so, yes please do i decided to do a quick search on archive of our own the fan fiction site no 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 <laughs> i take it back Please no. <sighs> there are only two fanfics in the Wild West C.O.W. Boys of Mumisa fandom. One of them seems to just be, I don't know, it's fine, it's G-rated, it's just something happening, there are no weird tags, but I'll click through and see what it's about. But one of them is called Cody Calf and the Masked Bull. No. Okay. No. So that's, that's the child <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the sheriff. Sheriff terrible. Oh, it's terrible <laughs> spelt with bull. That's great. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. <laughs> while playing one day, Cody Calf comes across the masked bull and sees him without his mask, revealing his secret identity. The outlaw has no choice but to take the young calf and keep him prisoner in his hideout. Oh. At first, Cody him hates him, <laughs> but as time goes on and the older bull is forced to look after his hostage, they begin to grow closer. What can oh. this mean for the two of them? Read on to find out. No. This is why they put the kid in the grain silo the first time. <laughs> And this, that's the alternative. Would you like to hear the tags? Uh, get it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Cody Calf, Sheriff Terrible slash the Masked Bull, Saddle Saw, Kidnapping, <laughs> Wild West, Spanking, Growing Relationship, and Future Adoption. Ah, okay. Oh, like, Paige, you think that that's fine? It does involve him just adopting him, but does also involve spanking and whatever saddle sore is. I'm not Googling it, that's for sure. <laughs> Good choice, Ellie. <laughs> Apparently this, this story is the only thing tagged saddle sore on AO3, so... Okay. Okay. So it's more of a father-son thing than a sex thing. I thought it was going to be a sex thing. Hopefully, but I still suspect it's at least slightly a sex thing. Also, it's tagged kidnapping, and when I click on that, it just takes me to people tagging for kidnapping. So it might just be a typo, but it also might be kidnapping involving nappies. I don't know. The internet's a weird place. Oh, God. Okay, it's not necessarily entirely a sex thing, but I'm skimming through, and there's definitely a a scene where he, like, ties him to a chair and spanks him, and he's- Oh, God. Okay. It's not a sex thing in-universe, maybe. 
but it is but definitely, definitely trying to appeal abuse. to spanking yeah. fetishists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my okay. god. Which, you know, people should live their truths, and I don't think it's wrong to write a story like this, but I do think it's very funny that there's only two stories on AO3 about the Wild West Cowboys, and this is one of them. <laughs> I'm surprised that there was two but you know uh the person who wrote the other one is uh it's written for someone on tumblr called deputy dakota definitely looking at that (laughs) like this this is always the interesting thing to find out is like does this have a fandom yeah nothing particularly interesting really happens in this story it's very short it seems to just be a nice story about the cowboys (laughs) okay cool oh jim have you seen the episode night of the cowgoyles yeah i did see that A cryptid called a cowgoyle who is terrorizing town. I don't think it turns out to be a real monster. So it was like, fuck that. Fair enough. Is it a bit like the Scooby-Doo episodes where they take the mask off the gorgon and gotten away with it if it wasn't for these meddling bovines? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Deputy Dakota has moved to Dakota Dude. It's just people posting, like this person is just posting screenshots of Dakota. Saying like interesting headcanon things. It just seems kind of nice and wholesome. Oh, that's nice. So we've got exactly two fans of this show on the internet. <laughs> One of them is nice and wholesome and has a Tumblr and commissioned someone to write a short fan, fan fiction thing for them once. And the other one just really wants people to read a story about the villain of the show spanking the only child in the town. So that's fun. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention, I just worked out that Saddle Saw is the name of the scorpion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't uh, make it better. Yeah. It's probably really hard to sit on a horse if you've got a tail. <laughs> <laughs> It depends where, which way the tail goes, though, because yeah. you can just sit on top. Like, I feel as though a kangaroo tail would be more difficult than a scorpion's tail to ride a horse. Well, on an actual scorpion, it would basically be impossible for it to sit on anything because the, it's just a long body that curves at the end. With this guy, I don't know. It depends exactly where it's coming out of. So, like, how does a scorpion... Do bugs sleep? I don't know. Because I'm just thinking, like, well, what, what does a scorpion do? Just lay out its legs flat? And then it just kind of, like, lies on its tummy and... (laughs) I mean, bugs definitely don't, like, lie down to sleep. They just kind of go dormant. I would imagine, like, what is it, like, dragonflies or maybe... Mayflies? The ones that live for only 24 hours or something like that? They should not be sleeping. No. Okay, apparently they don't sleep. Um, They just... They just never sleep? Most insects are either active only during the day or only at night. When they are not active, they rest. This state of rest in insects is called torpor, and it's not exactly like sleep as we know it. During torpor, insects remain very still and don't respond much to stimuli around them. So they just sort of chill. They sort of daydream. Yeah. I wonder if Saddlesaw sleeps. How much like a mammal has he become? Yeah. Is it just in the shape of his body or is he still... If you're if you're changed into and morphed into this weird hybrid, you know, human scorpion, I'm sure he'd be able to sit down. It's just that he'd have to make sure that the, the chair had a hole for his for his tail. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure that like physically he can sit and lie down and stuff, but I wonder if he can like sleep or if he just goes into torpor. And oh. I wonder if he has... Like, d- does he have a skeleton now or still just an exoskeleton full of sludge. I feel like he has a skeleton and I feel like there is going to be a scene where he gets electrocuted and like it goes black and you see the skeleton. (laughs) That'd be cool. But that means he has an exoskeleton and an endoskeleton. He's so bone greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's pretty much everything I had to say about the show. Yeah, me too. Well, shall we murder a horse? Yes, let's do that. Excuse me? Oh, 
Ah, really? You don't listen. What? <laughs> don't explain. If you want to find out, you can listen to our podcast. <laughs> Ali, do you have anything you would like to plug? No. Just, okay, can I use my, like, allocated plug for your plug? I give you my plug. <laughs> oh, that's gross. What do you think? <laughs> if I want to plug something, I'll just plug it. What do you even mean? I've already talked about my other podcast. That's all I have. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm all good. I don't have anything to plug. Anyway, it is definitely not hygienic to share plugs. No. <laughs> So, and hoped it wouldn't go there. You already basically made that joke. I did. It was my <laughs> own doing. It's full of remorse. We'll be back next episode, starting with episode one of season four of Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Yay. So, Paige, did I watch season four before you did? You did, yeah. Paige didn't watch it for ages because she's a hack. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I remember sending Paige messages being like, oh, what about this episode? She's like, please stop talking. I haven't no seen it yet. journalistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ali, thanks for being on the show with us. Yeah, thanks, well, thanks for having very me. Very fun. I mean, I feel like I've opened up to a whole new world of, of cow fiction now. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at horseandaloud at gmail.com, H-O-R-S-A-N-A-L-O-U-D. Or you can tweet at us at horseandaloudpod. You can also find us on Tumblr or Facebook. If you like the show, please rate or review it on iTunes or I don't have a joke this week. <laughs> In the script, it just says, or just insert joke. <laughs> Yep. Um, Put it in a meteor and shoot it at some cows. No, you know what? You know what, listeners? You know what, listeners? <laughs> Just fucking rate or review us on iTunes. <laughs> there are two people who have done that. One of them is my sister, and one of them is me pretending to be Steve Jobs. <laughs> If you don't rate or review us on iTunes to help it get to new people, you're greedy. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate your listenership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jem. And I'm Paige. And I'm Allie. And until next time, suck a dick, dumb, dumb shits. Black Panther is the gritty reboot of the Wild West Cowboys of Mumisa <laughs> that we always wanted. Yeah. <laughs>